Hello, and welcome to episode four of the second series of the Adventure Cast. Um, Adventure Cast, where we play through the series of fighting fantasy books from Steve Jackson and Ian Livingston. Um, this episode sees us still working our way through um, The Citadel of Chaos by Steve Jackson. And as ever, I am joined by Thomas Ryan. Hello. And Andy Jones. Hello. Um, and who are we in control of, guys? Remind me. Get for it, Tom. Salazar, Salazar, Speddington, Esquire, the second. second. Because the first one met his demise. Whoa. I are the Ganges. Whoa. Was the dreaded Ganges. Gloriously I mean, attempting he was... to fly too close to the sun. I mean, he fell out a window, really, he did. didn't he? I mean, that's, um, just, that's a terrible way to... If it, I mean, it is, what but it is me, also... At least gravity killed him and not the Ganges. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Like... Well, either way, we've moved past him. We're some, on. Some of us haven't. We're on to his 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 son, who's who's not having a great time at the moment. But but he's just successfully defeated an orc, a goblin, and a dwarf. Crushed him. Um, without even suffering a single do- bit of damage. Exactly. Um, some smashing dice rolls there. Yeah. Um, don't expect that to hold up, listeners. This is it's going to turn on us. And it's going to turn into a very die away. I don't know. We're pretty Ooh, it's good. It's like at... a Balfus die away. Main bad guys called Balfus. I was about to make my own joke, and then you just yeah. I know. I can see it on your face. That's why I was like, I better game first. But it's fine because we're great at rolling die. Yeah, it just falls flat, doesn't it? It's terrible. Okay. Right. So <laughs> just everyone got us over. So we picked up. Uh, we well, used to start by the way. That's how I'm picturing him. Okay. <laughs> okay, so um, you set off towards the citadel. Although the night air is calm, you hear a faint whistling, which rapidly gets louder and louder until a strongest of winds suddenly hits you with such a force that you can barely move against it. You shield your eyes until the blast retreats slightly, and as you open them, you see a ghostly female face inside what appears to be a living whirlwind. Wait, where are we? Yeah, what's happened? This is so. You, so you just left the um, the camp, the little encampment yeah, of. Yeah. You're moving on towards the Citadel main door. And this happens. And this happens. Wow. Oh. This is new. It is. We're not. We're not found this before. You remember on the other side, there was a big old tentacle that grabbed That's, us. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Um, this fun times. Sorry to interrupt, Richard. Yeah, I'm just so, so confused. I was like, <laughs> it's fine. Actually, uh, this this moment having been interrupted, and Tom, can you remind me the remind me the next three things on your list? Hairbrush, library, combination. So those are the, the three. So, one item, one location, and one intangible thing that yeah. hopefully will get one concept. <laughs> yes. Um. So, there's a ghostly female face inside what appears to be a living whirlwind. She mouths words at you, which you cannot make out, but some seconds after she's finished talking, the message reaches you. She appears to find your appearance offensive, and is challenging you with words of abuse. You grab at your sword, but she laughs. Will you ignore her and continue, talk to her, or use your magic to see her off? What's the chances of her having a hairbrush? <laughs> yeah, like I was going to say, it's all of this whirlwind her hair, and then... Um, I think we talked to her or we sack her. We did one of the two. We're not going to... Nothing jumps out as being magic-y. Should we just... Maybe... 
it's like tough, she's trying to. I feel like she's trying to heckle us to draw us in. It's going to be one of those. We aren't normally like if if our sword's not going to work. Yeah, I mean she's wind. Our sword's not going to work. <laughs> I mean, what uh, what spells have you got? Yeah, exactly. Like, no illusion. Do we convince her we're also made of wind <laughs> and form like a beautiful romance? No. Uh, luck. <laughs> Shield. I was feeling so confident, and now I'm feeling not. Let's let's run away. <laughs> I know. We can, I we can we live to fight run, another day. I don't day. think we even run away. I think she like heckles abusers and we just kind of just look really <laughs> confused and then walk, just carry on walking past her. <laughs> just look with slight disdain and carry yeah, on. just what? So you want to ignore her? Yes. It's like being heckled by a homeless guy on the street. She is deeply insulted by your oh, indifference. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> the whirlwind rises once more and this time she knocks you off your feet. You try crawling forwards, but she positions herself in front of you in whichever direction you turn. You will have to try to outwit her, but how will you start? Will you make your anger obvious to her, or talk to her to try and pacify her? You say make your anger? Anger. What's oh, your anger. She's, she's like, she's getting up all in your grill. Yeah. No, if we said anchor, oh, I was right. like, but we don't have an anchor. Like, she, she, make oh, her your anchor. she 100% I mean, actually, can blow he does, off he the... He does have a tattoo of an anchor on his inner thigh. Okay, I'll make that apparent to her. (laughs) (laughs) Just kind of brush brush the coat to one side. I I mean, it works with the the orcs, right? Let's be ballsy. Yeah, (laughs) this this is who he is now. This is this. I just shout the word anger at her. (laughs) I mean, that's not an option. But make your anger obvious. I'll go with that. (laughs) Anger. It's basically that Hercules TV series. (laughs) Disappointed. (laughs) Brilliant. What a dream. Okay. She laughs again and tells you that she is that she likes to see people getting angry. In good humour, she accompanies you for several metres. <laughs> what? What's happened? <laughs> She's now on date. <laughs> Conversation is difficult with the wind creature. <laughs> she sees something in the distant shadows and nips off to investigate, allowing you to advance to the citadel's main entrance. What? The weirdest start we're not to waiting any for her to episode come back. we've ever had. <laughs> are we are we going steady? Yeah. <laughs> Babe, what did I say? <laughs> okay, right. Um, in front of you is a large wooden door, firmly locked. You may either knock three times for the guard, or you may use your strength spell scimitar. to try to open it. Knock, scimitar. knock three times. <laughs> Just shout scimitar of <laughs> the wood. Okay, uh, so we're turning to find... Actually, what kind of sword do we have? Uh, it's just a short sword, I think. Not a scimitar. <laughs> not, not a scimitar. That isn't the password. <laughs> that's that's too fancy for Salazar. <laughs> I don't the, know. The Salazar, Salazar, Spellington scimitar. Yeah, but, but his dad would have had that, wouldn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, the door op- Sequel scimitar. <laughs> the door opens and a large brutish creature steps out. It has a sharp horn in the middle of its forehead and its skin appears to be armour-plated. It grunts to ask you what you want and demands the password before letting you in. Do you know the password? Yes. C. Okay. Matar. <laughs> ah. Oh, awful. Is the password Scimitar, Ganges, or Kraken? Sid Scimitar. I'm messing. Scimitar, okay. Did a funny. Are you sure? 100%. Unless they were lying to us. <laughs> but they're dead now. So. <laughs> the creature grunts and opens the door to let you in. 
Probably. Um, You're like... faced with Balfour's Dyer. End it up. <laughs> I would like to inquire of the creature where I might find a hairbrush. Yeah. Yeah, does does the creature have flowing locks? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a rhino, so probably not. <laughs> I mean, not to get pernickety, but a rhino's horn is actually made of composition similar to hair. Yeah. So... So it's not flowing. <laughs> Maybe it gets brushed. <laughs> it's hair. I think if you they want, if you so want pointy. me to, if you want me to write in a whole section of pages about you caressing this Ryan's this <laughs> rhino's horn, then fine. But until then, I'm just saying, you know, seems half written. Well, until then, <laughs> you are in a narrow hallway. This continues for several meters and ends in a doorway. Halfway along the package, you, uh, the, along the passage, you see. <laughs> Did you That's... say package there? <laughs> I'm just thinking about that steamy rhino. <laughs> Halfway along the passage, you can see an archway where some steps. <laughs> oh god! Where some steps lead downwards. Will you go forwards to the door or creep down the steps? We are f- <laughs> same. Seamus can wait. <laughs> we are yeah. carrying forwards. Yeah, we're not making that mistake. We're going to find out what this entire floor of the citadel is <laughs> because we, we skipped it. And then jump to like floor 10 or whatever it was. You try the handle of the door and it turns, opening into another hallway. Some distance along, the passageway turns to the right and ends shortly in another door. On this door is a sign which reads, Please ring for butler. A rope, evidently the bell, hangs by the door. Will you ring as instructed or try the door handle? Ring. Ring. Yeah. Salazar's yeah. used to having butlers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He knows I how mean, this works. They were apprentices. He's got his own hand bell, he doesn't he? <laughs> they were apprentices at the the Majors Guild, but he, he was like, you're my butler now. I oh, know, but he wasn't though. He's somewhere else. He's just been told who his father is. Just been told a, a story about how his father was some <laughs> incredibly powerful sorcerer. Almighty wizard. Um, the great wizard of yore, because she, she know his mother knows for a fact it was because he had the bathroom and everything. <laughs> um, okay, well, so we so we ring the bell. After several moments, the door opens slowly, and a hunchbacked, misshapen creature with rotten teeth, ragged hair, and tattered clothes stands in front of you. Yes, sir. <laughs> what can I do for you? Growls the half-human creature. I uh, oh no, this is. Get more gravelly now. <laughs> this this is us. Oh. I am expected, you reply, and walk past him through the door with confidence. What? He is, <laughs> he is a little bewildered by your manner and stammers, not knowing whether to challenge you or not. Which way to the reception room? You demand. He squints at you through one eye and motions towards a left fork in the passageway a short distance ahead. Mm. Will you believe him and take the left fork? Or do you distrust the shifty creature and take the right fork? Do I roll to sense motive? No, I'm wrong. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I think... I believe him. Yeah, I think he's... Like... I feel like it's too stereotyp- stereotypical... To have a hunchback butler, basically Igor, be really mistrustful. But. I, I mean, they do, they do go to cliches and Steve Jackson stuff. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying he's not a creative writer, I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, 
They're cliches for a reason. I I just want to be trusting. That's that's the issue. But that's that's always that's always going to let us down, isn't it? I feel yeah. This is the thing: is every time I've had an inkling into something, yeah. it's gone wrong. So I almost feel like because Let's I want to trust him, do the opposite. I'm like, yeah, like, I think every time <laughs> we make a decision now, whatever we say first is the thing we don't do. <laughs> that might see us better yeah. and less rewinds. Okay, so. We think we trust him, so let's not trust him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this book. It's the worst. Okay, so... You want to do the right hand door? Yeah. A little way out the passageway, there is a doorway on the right hand side. This door has some strange scrawlings on it, but they are in a language that you do not understand. Will you try opening the door, or will you continue up the passage? I cannot go back. No, we've committed. Um, let's keep going up the passage. Go ask him what the sign says. <laughs> it's, just, it's not an option. Uh, three, four, rig, three. Rig off. Hand yeah, off. exactly. <laughs> Butler, where did you go? Probably should have gotten his name. A little further along the passage, you arrive at another fork where you may go left or right. Oh, God. Always left. Always left. Left is best. <laughs> Big it fails if you can't say west, but sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> you follow the passageway for some time. It turns to the right and eventually reaches a dead end. You may either return to the fork and take another, the other passage, or you may look for the secret passages. Look for secret passages. And this is the moment where we will do a cheeky rewind. Are you kidding me? Um, which will take us back. There wasn't a secret passage. To the gutters. Fork? Or... Not to the butler. It, it is to the butler. If I can find you it. should have trusted him! If I can find him. <laughs> I take it all back, Steve. You're a good writer. Um, you don't have to. You don't rely on stereotypes and cliches. I just. I wanted to trust him, and then I felt bad for trusting him. Well, the thing is, so I wanted to trust trusted him. him. But then that relied on me trusting myself, which is not something I do with this book anymore, so... So, we are going to believe him and take the left fork. Yes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) The passage runs along for several metres and then ends at a door. You listen at the door and can hear a deep, heavy breathing coming from inside, as if some large creature were asleep in there. Cautiously, you try the handle and the door opens. Just inside, although the room is dark, you can see that a very large goblin-like creature is asleep in the, on the floor. You may either risk tiptoeing into the room, or you may t- return to the fork and try the right-hand passage. Tiptoeing has worked out wonderfully for us. Did we... have we been in this room before? I was thinking this, but it wasn't a large goblin creature. I'm sure it was something else. Okay. I think, we, there was I think a, it was like an ogre. Yeah, there was or... a room with a golem previously. Okay, that's right. Well, yeah, because I was saying cop- copy creature, which we never did. But So far, the options seem to be be stealthy when you can, and when you can't, be ballsy. So let's Tip be so worked last time. So let's so. be stealthy. Okay, so you want to be stealthy. What you- could go wrong? Exactly. Uh, you tiptoe into the room. We'll find out what can go wrong. The room is gloomy and the air is damp. A crude wooden post is nailed to one wall with several hooks on it. There are two doors in the far wall leading onwards. On the post, hanging on the wall, is a makeshift mirror, 
But as your torch lights up the mirror, its reflection is thrown onto the eyes of the sleeping giant, who grunts and stares. One eye opens, then another, and seeing you, it springs to its feet. It grabs its axe, which it was using as a pillow, and quickly undoes the leather sheath to reveal a large bronze head. The giant creature is a gark! Large and brutish garks are half goblin, half giant, bred by master sorcerers for their aggressive character. Although somewhat stupid, they are rather tough beasts with a warlike nature. Will you make a dash for the doors, draw your sword ready for a fight, apologise for disturbing the creature, or prepare to use a, st- a spell? Okay, so apologising has worked zero out of like five times that we've done it. Let's fight it. So how I do you want to fight it? it? Do you want to draw your sword or yeah. prepare to use a spell? Our sword's baller. <laughs> <laughs> um, it <laughs> is... But also, Richard just described him as very tough. And he unsheathed something, and I do not... Have you seen our coat? <laughs> no. Okay, magic, magic spell. Well, it, it, it's got to work out for us some, sometime, We've right? got to fight it, even if it's just a week of it. Okay, so you may either use a false gold spell, a creature copy spell, an ESP spell, or a weakness spell. Okay, so we've got two of... Well, two of those options, and we've got two of both of them. So ESP or weak. What does ESP do again? Is it it's controlling? Mind reading. Hmm. So I feel like weakness well, might, might be the better. Right. So, oh, sorry, so, I was looking. I was wait, I was waiting I, for you to, sorry, to look up the spell. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll look at what my uh, ESP is. Um, fun fact: Salazar Salazar Spellington Esquire the Second has never successfully casted ESP before. I don't think he's successfully casted a spell before. <laughs> like, no, he's, we, he's, we haven't used up any yet. He's done a couple. I like to think... Oh no, I like to think he's never tried it <laughs> and he's just winging it. It's just... <laughs> just got his father's journal. It's yeah. like... like he's good seems with, easy enough. Good with a sword, he's but just, it's, just, just, it's like, I think... It's just, it's just got magic. the magic words written down and it's just like... Uh, esp! Esp! <laughs> <laughs> um, so, esp... Um, yeah. With this spell, you'll be able to tune into psychic wavelengths. It may help you to read a creature's mind, or it may tell you what is behind a locked door. However, it is sometimes prone to giving misleading information if one psychic source is close to another. Okay, so there's not another psychic source. I don't think that's going to help us. I I reckon weak, and then we stab it. Weakness, and then they stab it. Okay, what do you stab it with, eh? A sword. Okay. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) R-E-S-P? I mean, it's just gone to sleep. You come into its bedroom. I don't know what's going to happen. You cast your spell, the weakness spell. Maybe it'll drop its axe on itself. And the creature stops in its tracks, not quite sure what's happened to it. With some effort, it picks up its axe and comes towards you, but is evidently not such a strong adversary as before. You draw out your sword. (laughs) I don't know what's happening. I'll be honest, mate. I need a moment. (laughs) I have been smoking 20 a day. Have you ever done that thing where you sleep too much? Uh, I broke him. I broke him. I'm happy. Right, you draw out your sword to finish the gark off. The gark has skill five and stamina five. Crush it, Mr. Jones. If you roll your dice. (laughs) (laughs) I rolled a four. Four. Okay, so that's nine. Don't even need to roll. (laughs) Don't even need to roll. So that's he's got three health points left. Lovely. 
Six. Six. So that puts him on 11, so no point rolling. Yeah. <laughs> One health point left. Seven. Nice. No, six. Six. So one hit. So no point rolling. He's down. Easy. Crushed it. This dude is well good with his sword. I'm so good with with my rolls that I don't even need to roll. (laughs) Um, (coughs) Okay, so you've defeated the Gark. Well done, guys. See, can I can I say I feel bad though? It was just sleeping. We tiptoed into his room. Sean and Sean and myself. Blinded it. Made it really weak uh, and stabbed <laughs> We're bad people. You know what I'm saying? Terrible people. You, you, I mean, sure. The front of the book says you are the hero. I don't feel like a hero. <laughs> really don't. I feel like an intruder. Well, I mean... I feel like he does the cave troll bit for Lord of the Rings where he like, goes to like grasp its breath. like. <gasps> <laughs> and now, after having done the thing that Tom just described, the great Gark lies dead on the ground. You wait for a moment to see whether the commotion will attract any guards, but all appears to be safe. You go through the creature's effects, but find little of value. Inside a pouch strung around its waist are six gold pieces and an ornate hairbrush. (laughs) Huzzah! You may take those with you if you wish. You decide to continue onwards. We can take both. Yep, we can take both. Yeah, six gold! Cash money! Donna, donna. What's the next bit on our list? Library. I know books. Okay, so we're taking the hairbrush. Um, will you take either the left-hand door or the right-hand door? I love... Right is right. I love... <laughs> right I love is right. There's, yeah, no, there's no indication, like... There's not like, oh, to the left. Yeah, exactly, it, yeah. It smells a bit, or oh, but to yeah. the right, you know, it's... It's a... To the right, you smell success. <laughs> or just the air smells fresher from this way. Yeah. You know? Or if you can't trust your memory, trust your nose. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's go right. I can write. You want to go right? Yeah. So the original Salazar always went left. This new Salazar goes right. Okay, exactly. breaking rules. <coughs> We're just going to alternate. That's going to be the thing. So we went left last time. And that was the correct one. So now we're going to go right, and that's going to be correct. And then left, and love it. The door opens into a short passageway, which is paved with small stones. A short distance further on, an ornately carved door marks the end of the passageway. But just before the door, a side passage leads off to the left. You approach the door, listening for any signs of life inside. As your hand touches the handle, a voice says, Do not knock, just enter, from inside. Will you enter the room as instructed? Or will you decide against this room and take the passage leading off to the left? Or oh, got do enter. we knock? <laughs> <laughs> you um, don't tell me what I can't do. Yeah. <laughs> enter. You want to enter the room? Okay. Definitely. And I hope it's a library. Maybe, yeah. Maybe he doesn't want you to knock. And we try. I was going to say maybe he doesn't want you to knock so you don't make noise. But I feel like Shouting by virtue of him shouting that. You enter a room which is evidently a library of some sort. Huzzah! Books stretch from ceiling to floor on each wall and several tables and chairs are lined through the centre of the room. At the far end sits a dark-skinned man who looks up at you from a book over narrow eyeglasses. Behind him is a door. Yes, what is it? He snaps. Which book are you looking for? A combination of You scan the various (laughs) shelves which are labelled. Will you ask him for? Biographies of the Balthus Dyer... 
Secrets of the Black Tower, Creatures of the Kingdom of Crag and Rock. We'll literally shift if we don't pick Secrets of the Black Tower. Yeah, like that is literally <laughs> where we died before. So I feel like knowing some secrets there would. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's that's and like then... literally a no brainer. Like, normally, for entertainment purposes, I would talk about the other two. We keep dying. <laughs> Give us the secrets. <laughs> Stop. He indicates a section on the shelves, and you take a book to one of the tables to read through it. The book is most enlightening. Tracing the history of the Citadel, the Black Tower was built by Balthus Dyer's grandfather. As it became a sanctuary for the forces of evil, law and order gradually made way for chaos as the monstrous creatures battled their way up the powerful hierarchy. Dyer's grandfather eventually found it necessary to, prepare, to protect himself from his minions by setting up various protective traps between the creatures and its own dwellings. Most notably, of those being the Doom Pit Trap and a magical combination lock on the door to his own room. The combination of the lock is 217. We've done it. <laughs> you read further about the various secret passageways that permeate the Citadel. You may then choose either to ask the man for the direction the, for the section on Balthus Dyer or the section on Crag... Uh, sorry, let me start that again. You may then choose either to ask the man for the section on Balthus Dyer or the section on Creatures of Crag and Rock or you may leave the room through the door at the far end. I think we go for the... We find find out some is, stuff about this guy? Yeah, because he's the person we're trying to defeat, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, and you end up in prison <laughs> and you get arrested for reading too much <laughs> he points to a section just above the floor which you peruse uh, yeah. eventually <laughs> and you're dead eventually you choose one volume and settle down to read through it Balthus Dyer is apparently third in line of sorcerer warlords ruling over the Black Tower and the Kingdom of Kragenrock. He rose to power of the death of his father, Kragen Dyer, some years ago. The Dyers have been master masters of black sorcery for generations, but their strength and power last during the night time only. Sunlight is like a poison to them. Suddenly, after his father's death, Balthus Dyer married the Lady Lucretia, herself a black sorceress. And since that time, they have ruled over the Kingdom of Kragenrock. As you finish the book, you notice the librarian is holding his hand to his ear, apparently listening to something. He glances up at you quizzically. You may either look for another useful book which may aid you on your quest, or attempt to leave the library through the door behind him. Um, what other books do we have? Uh, what was the... That was the creatures the one. That could be useful. We could maybe find out about those Ganges. Let's hope so. They're likely to be... I am a bit worried this is about to go. And he was listening for guards to come at you, but um, let's let's read. Knowledge is power, as they say. They do. You might learn some new spells. It's a well-known Spellington. Oh, mate, if we learn strength, I'm all for this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, as you study the shelves, you hear a commotion from behind you. <laughs> Are you? I'm about to. I'm about to go very. You wheel around in time. How many bitches see... we got to fight? <laughs> to see orc-like creatures armed and on guard materialising one another behind you. Materialising one after the other behind you. They advance and surround you. The tallest one moves his face close to yours and blows a puff of breath straight into your eyes. The room spins. You love. slump to the ground, unconscious. I didn't even get time to say, say a quip. 
Fine time. Oh, next time, Richard. <laughs> As he I was always... falling down, he was like, buy me a drink. <laughs> you wake up in a dirty room with rough walls cut into the rock. Iron bars in the window and the door confirm your suspicion that you are in a prison cell of some sort. Huzzah. Tom, tell me what the next thing on the list was. Oh, no. No, no. no was... Yeah, but what was... We needed to get to prison, right? Oh, yeah. We oh, yeah. It. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Just... <laughs> that was the setup. Yeah, um, sorry. <laughs> iron bars in the window and the door confirm your suspicion that you are in a prison cell of some sort. There is not much you can do but sit on the straw mattress in one corner until someone appears. An hour or so later, you hear a shuffling noise outside. Looking through the bars in the door, you can see a lizard-like creature shuffling down the corridor, carrying a mug and a bowl. The beast has two heads which talk to each other as he walks. Its skin is grey and scaly, and a long tail follows it up the passage. It stomps at your door and pushes the bowl and mug through a small opening into your cell, then shambles off to sit at a table across the hall. You have been given bread and broth. Will you eat and drink, or will you call out to this creature, a calicorn? So take it. So, yeah. So basically, we need to choose whether to take our food or talk to the calicorn. But I feel us landing in prison is probably a pretty good place to stop this episode. Um, so thank you very much for listening. Uh, I think we've done a bit better this time, yeah, uh, as opposed to last time. Not quite so many restarts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so th- thanks very much for listening. I've been joined by Andy and Tom. Yep. Thank you. That's Thanks us. Thanks for having me. Uh, if you want to find them on Twitter, you can find Andy at RDS Junzi and Tom at T Ryan Art. Uh, and you can find the site at Rolling Dice Show and myself at RDS Rich. Um, for all of our content, if you head over to rollingdiceshow.com, we've got videos, we've got written articles, we've got reviews, all sorts. Um, and wherever you're listening to this, please give us a cheeky little review. Five stars is nice, but to be honest, if there's something you don't like, let us know. And that's great. Um, one thing that I do want to do um, is to say thank you very much um, to Bez for giving you some really nice feedback on the podcast. And we had some lovely fan out. Andy, if you want to... Yeah. Uh, my my good friend Laura, uh, at Mirage of Hope, I hope I've got that right now, otherwise that would be embarrassing, uh, drew a picture of um, Zalazar, the first. Yeah, the former. And it was really <laughs> cool. Uh, we retweeted it on the... Uh, Rolling Dice account, but we'll probably use it in the post it again. Yeah, I'll, this episode. I'll, I'll, I'll put it with, with the, in the post for this episode just to get out there. But thank you very much. If, if you fancy giving us a little drawing, do that. But you know, just let us know if you think Salazar's a freaking idiot. That's Ooh. great. Um, He's a baller. We need to figure out more details on how the second looks. The la- the lady second jacket. coming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, until next time. Uh, Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you then. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.